We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, coming at you guys from Blue Eye Studios here at the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Shout out to everyone in the booth. We got the A-team in the booth. Thank you, guys. We spent the entire pre-show talking about video games, so now we have to switch our minds over to boxing because that's what we're talking today. Hopefully, you guys checked out our pro wrestling episode from earlier in the week. That was amazing. Two hours of pro wrestling talk. Go check that out. We have MMA still to come this week. Recapping last week's pay-per-view. It really didn't feel like a pay-per-view. UFC 288 that happened in Newark, New Jersey. Previewing the card this weekend. I believe it's Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep. Card this weekend. So tons of MMA talk still to come later on in a week. But on today's show, we are recapping Canelo Alvarez winning. But really not in the public opinion. So we're going to talk about Canelo. A lot of naysayers coming out. There's People are starting to feel like there's chinks in the arm. And I'll explain why they're wrong. And then, of course, three fights happening this weekend. Roly Romero going for a major title at 140 pounds. You heard that right. Roly Romero. And we'll be at that here in Vegas this weekend. Then we have Kazakhstan, Janabek defending his title. Please, 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 Charlo. Just fight again. But if you can, unify these belts. I want to see if John Abeck is the real deal. Might not see that this weekend, but we'll talk about that fight. And then probably the most buzz around a fight is KSI. Fighting Joe Fournier, who is a real boxer, I guess. He's a nightclub bouncer and he's a boxer. Sure. Why not? So KSI is fighting and he's talking about now wanting to fight Tommy Fury next. and Jake Paul, there's it's a whole world going on over there in Misfits Boxing that we will talk about. I can't bury the lead, too. We're talking Salt Poppy. You know, I'm the number one Salt Poppy. Yeah, like, I, I'm. there's a bomb Filipino restaurant by my new crib. I might have to order. Like, just have them deliver. Lumpia, I need pancit. All that. Now I'm hungry. But I, I need the full spread. Full spread adobo, all that stuff from the from the spot just to support Salt Poppy this weekend. So a lot of good stuff going on in the world of boxing. Dre, why every time? Last week's boxing episode, by the way, shout out to everyone who reached out. Got a little crazy. Talked about my abs. We'll let you guys go back and listen to yeah. that one. Yeah, we, we gave a full preview of that. This week we come into the show, and for some reason you got beef on these Twitter streets. I don't have beef. I just... Wrote a, always got beef. I don't have beef. It's, I, I wrote a story about why Jake Paul and KSI is both the best and the worst thing that could happen to boxing if it, if it happens. And, you know, some people was like, no, it's awful. They shouldn't let these people fight. And basically the crux of, of the column is people can take notes from what Jake Paul and KSI have done. Yeah. Um, using Leveraging a social media platform and taking training seriously because there's nothing more than people want to see is a fight. So if you leverage your platform, you should take notes. KSI and Jake Paul will probably, if they do it this year, next year, whenever they decide to do it, it's going to do huge numbers pay-per-view. 
It's a million buys. Yeah. It's a big pay-per-view. And for people that keep saying that it's killing the sport, no, you should be taking notes. Because, and maybe promoters will start taking notes. Maybe promoters will say, you know what? Maybe I should put a salt poppy on a major card, right? Like Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko's next week. We don't expect it to do huge numbers. But let's stick salt poppy on the co-main event and just see what happens, right? Because he's entertaining. He's got a big social media following. And he can fight. And, you know, people were, a few people were just like, oh, that's bad for boxing. You let these people that don't know how to box. I was like, it's no worse than I go to these fights and we co- I've been covering the sport for 15 years, and I see these complete mismatches yep. between undefeated fighters and guys who have no business in the ring just getting dragged and getting beat up. So I'd rather see two people with novice skill versus one guy who's superhuman talent versus a bum just to pad his record. I don't see the difference. Oh, it's killing boxing. No, boxing's been killing boxing for a long time. Yep. It's been making a lot of mistakes. If these fighters learn how to leverage their social media platforms or learn how to be better marketers maybe they would sell more pay-per-views, right? And then we can get the fights that we want. Right. We like, can get the fights that we've been asking for because it yield the results. Like, let's keep it a buck. Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis did those numbers because they leveraged their social media platforms, not because there was no title on the line. No. There was, there was no, it was a catchweight fight. It meant basically nothing. But we all wanted to see it because they had huge followings. They're really good fighters, and that's what people wanted. But me and you, we're going to watch all the fights. Yep. That's what we do for a living. Like, even with the UFC, like, we watch top to bottom. But the casual fan, they want something to sink their teeth into. And Jake Paul has mastered that, where win or lose, people are talking about him. And he lost. And this fight with KSI still would be huge. KSI's fighting Joe Fournier. If he loses, so what? The fight with Nate is going to be huge that we just had the press conference. Right, which was... about that. And and again, it's it's not like Jake isn't taking his training seriously. I'm not talking about people who just come off the street and try to fight. I'm talking about people who want to box, who see that there's money to be made because boxing makes money. Because people like to see people fighting and saying, you know what? Let's leverage this. So instead of me going to a fight card or paying $70 for a pay-per-view and $90, whatever it is, I don't pay for these things anymore. But if I go to a fight and I main event and a bunch of bum-ass fights, dude, we watched Morrell just beat the shit out of Hal Cole. (laughs) I think round. that's just because Morell is good, but yeah. But, sure. but what I'm saying is, like, that car, the undercar wasn't great. No. That but, was the only good fight on the undercar. Right. And then he got dragged in the round. So you, you mean people will, what, turn it off if Salt Poppy was on there or Slim Temper or any of these guys? No. They would get another audience to watch them fight. Yep. If Salt, it, I keep using Salt Poppy because he seems like he's pretty good. He, I talked to Swarms this week. The video file got corrupted, and I lost the interview, which is, like, the <laughs> worst thing that ever happened. I talked to Swarms this week, and, you know, he's talking about how he's taking boxing seriously. He's talking about KSI because, you know, he's number one in getting his ass whooped by KSI, yep. the one-two thing. But he was talking about Saul Poppy. He was like, I mean, I watch how serious he takes it. It makes me want to watch more boxing. He's like, so now I'm watching more boxing. And now I'm learning. He had a body transformation. Kid looks ridiculous now. No, great. He's getting abs. Yeah, exactly. The real way. But he, all that he said, you know, it's like that got me interested in boxing. Okay, if that's your gateway in, what's wrong with putting a salt poppy or swarms or a desi or whoever the fuck on a card, opening the card, that's an extra 50, 100,000 pay-per-view buys that Devin Haney and Lomachenko or whoever the fuck's fight is not getting. Yeah, just off of their following. Yeah, so people are like, dude, you're just hurting the sport. Look, bro, everything's pro wrestling. Fuck what you're talking about. That's what it is. And it's just, it's not like they're getting in there and not training at all. Right. Because that's what celebrity boxing and fights were before. It's really just putting two celebs on like reality TV or some shit, and they had no formal training. They got in the ring and it was just like, yo, throw hands, and yeah, the shit was that's, ugly. That's awful. No, like these influencers are having camps. Yes. Like they're they're training the men, the women, every up and down this card. Like they have they're going to legit gyms. They're learning how to protect themselves. Now, do they have 15 years worth of experience and no. high level training? No. But they are taking it seriously within the sport and having camps. So by the time you get there, it is competitive for their level. Yeah. And as long as the name cachet is there, it's prize fighting. If there's enough people willing to pay to watch them fight, they belong. Because there's no gatekeeping fighting. No. It's the one sport you don't need shit to fight. It's hands. Just hands. And we all got oh, most most. Of us having have hands, like yeah. or we got feet. Somebody, um, shout out to my dude who's at all the UFC events. His name escapes me, but um, he doesn't have like his legs, but he still does jujitsu. He's mm-hmm. doing MMA. 
amazing talent. Like fighting is universal. It is. Universal. Regardless of, of how we're born, how we're fighting is ingrained. Yep. And if people are willing to pay money, to part with money to watch you fight, you belong. And that's the only qualification is that someone wants to pay to watch you fight. Yeah. So the other part, like towards the end of the, the column, I wrote like, you know, for all you boxing purists to say it's ruined the sport, there was like, you know, there were a bunch of people that were like, oh, the three-point shot is ruining basketball. Or kids coming out of high school is ruining basketball. Or celebrations are ruining football. Or... Unwritten uh, rules of baseball? Right. I hate these people. I kick them in the fucking head. Like, you can't bat flip? Yeah, you can't. Like, stop gatekeeping the sport. The sport has problems as it is. And if you need to attract a new audience, you need to find a way. And you can put one of these fighters on the card... And they can make a little bit of money and get some exposure and bring you an audience. There's nothing wrong with it. If Jake Paul and KSI do gangbuster numbers, everybody should reconsider their strategy. I worked at The Zone. Eddie Hearn had the Logan Paul KSI fight. And people were like, why would he do that? It was one of our biggest pay-per-views. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a pay-per-view. It was one of our biggest nights streaming that yeah. night. But it was huge. Now, Eddie made the mistake as a matchmaker, putting Devin Haney in the co-main and putting him up against a tough opponent he couldn't knock out. I, t- I remember talking to Eddie. I was like, you should put him in a squash match. Yep. If there's any place to put a squash match, it's right here. <laughs> but he didn't. But the fact of the matter was, is that he, he, he sampled it. Then he, we did it again. Miami Super Bowl weekend. Uh, Demetrius Andre fought Luke Keeler. But Jake Paul fought Anissa Gibb. And it was like, not even, it was the second fight on the card, uh, on the televised portion. And we were sitting there, or Herdman was with me, uh, and there were all these people and I remember sitting with Corey and I was sitting with Eddie, and I was like, yo, it's, 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 it's 6 o'clock in Vegas, which is 9 o'clock out there. And I was like, and this place, the arena's full for Jake. It's his first fight against an Easton Gibb. And you know what happened after Jake fought? About 30% of the crowd left. <laughs> but Daniel Roman fought after that. But that, that was still like 20 to 30% more than what we saw before Tank and Ryan got to the ring. 100%. There were still people that were hanging around. I was like, you know what? I want to see the rest of these fights. I already paid my ticket. I'm here now. Might Why not? Well. So if you can use that to leverage your pay-per-view buys, your talent, to bring more eyeballs to your sport, why are you saying no? I don't, I'm tired of mismatches in boxing. They're awful. And people get better. Like, not everyone has to be a world champion. No. Not everyone is made to be undisputed. Nope. So if they were willing to put in the work, why not? Um, top rank, we have... Uh, Nico Ali, yeah. where Nico at first wasn't the most technical of boxers. He had the name. He wanted to box. They signed him with relatively no experience. But Nico has gotten better, and he surprised people. Now, is Nico going to be world champion level? I don't know. Rowley's fighting for a belt. I'm not sure. Right, we don't know. But he doesn't have to be. No. He's good enough to have a name, sell tickets, he's personable, and he's on the card. He's on next week's pay-per-view card. Right. Because it's like, you know what? He brings eyes that otherwise may not be there. So I, I think promoters are kind of figuring it out, but not fast enough. Eddie Hearn is figuring it out. Because he's young, too. Yeah, at, at a rapid pace. But even with that, it's he's now gone to a more specific audience where it's like he has ca- cards specifically for that. Yeah. Um, I still think it should be blended more, like sure. you said. But that's not to say that he won't in the future. Like, if they're assigned, like, KSI doesn't have to fight on Misfit Boxing. No. If he's good enough. Like, if he were to beat Fournier and, I mean, obviously. Him, Tommy Fury could be on a legit boxing card. Well, what could happen is, I mean, ideally, I, one, I don't think KSI is actually going to fight Tommy Fury. I think it's bait to get to Jake. But if he were to do it, it could headline their pay-per-view, which is ridiculous. The Zone's having, like, back-to-back pay-per-views. I was like, what happened? That's not what I signed up for. <laughs> but if Jake and, and uh, Jake, if Tommy and KSI were to fight, you can take another fighter, you know, Ammo Williams. Like, you can get them exposure on the undercards of these fights. Diego Pacheco. Yep. Like, Diego Pacheco headlined the show, but I don't think that many people watch it. Diego Pacheco's really good. Yep. You put Diego Ch- Pacheco in the co-main event and let him watch somebody before they see KSI and Tommy Fury... People go, I want to watch him again. That's how you build fans. You have to build. But I, I got too many boxing purists in my mentions that are just like, nah, you're ruining the sanctity of the sport. The sport has been corrupt for years. You know, like, how can you ever tell me the sanctity of the sport when there's a man named Don King that's still involved with the sport? Don King and Adrian Broner. Man, the man. June 9th. Don, yeah. <laughs> Don King charged Mike Tyson for towels. 
like $100 a towel. Mike talks about it all the time. It's in his contract. He got charged for towels. You want to tell me how corrupt boxing is if they let YouTubers and influencers fight? Don King's still here. Yeah. The Kennehan's. You want to tell me the sanctity of the sport? And there's 20 fighters that can't travel to the U.S. You're fucking bet the, the heavyweight <laughs> champion of the world can't come to the States because of the Kennehan's. Yeah. And they also have a podcast about the Kennehan's. I'm just now starting to listen to it. Man, Kennehan. No. Woo. They're deep. Yeah, dude. The murderers, drug dealers, yo, the kid hands is something else. But you mean uh, to tell me you Money want... laundering through boxing. A tale as old as time. Right, you, we washing. <laughs> yeah. Sports washing. <laughs> and you going to tell me that you worried about a goddamn KSI? And you not... you The kid hands? Damn. Saudi is cutting $500 million checks. Sports washing. <laughs> sport, like, and influencers are the problem, though. Yeah, the influencers are the problem. Not just sport and the corruption. And the, come on, man. Y'all got to stop. Cut it out. You believe the Saudi bag for a uh, heavyweight night in December? No. Um, I've seen this. I've Your seen boy this Eddie says, like, hey, it's sounding good. I mean, it may sound good in theory, but there's a lot of, that has to go into. Because I remember when we did the Ruiz-Joshua fight and just kind of being on the, you know, obviously it was in the negotiations, but just hearing things. And, I mean, a lot of money gets thrown around. They throw a lot of money around. But I think guys like Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder know how much money they're throwing around. And they're just, like, they're just pushing that price up. Sooner or later, Saudi's going to wait. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, that's enough. <laughs> like, Slow down. So we, we ain't paying you $180 million to fight. We got it. In the co-main. Right. So I, I don't see that card happening as is. I do see a world where AJ fights in Saudi again or Deontay. Maybe they fight each other in Saudi, which I think is bad in, because I think that fight needs to be in the States. Yeah, it doesn't make AJ a bigger star necessarily. But at this point in their careers... I think that's done. I know. I, I just like he's fighting for the bag because star power is his star power is always going to be there. But yeah. I, you know, even if he's not fighting the states, if you were to fight Deontay at Wembley, that's huge. It looks Saudi, huge. Saudi is but a the different bag. Is way bigger. I know, but it's not like he doesn't have enough money. There's always I, more. I know. There's always more. Let's <laughs> we'll say the same thing. But more. just the idea, like again, being at the Ruiz Joshua two fight, that crowd is different. Like, the energy is different. It's like they're not here to watch a fight. They're here to be a part of something and because somebody told them to show up, right? Yep. It felt that even when you watch, like, WWE, Saudi events, it's not a hot crowd. They're, they're excited, but they're excited because they're seeing something they never really saw before. Like, yeah. oh, cool. You put that fight at Wembley, it's a memorable night. Everybody will remember where they're at that night. Now, can they generate the money? I don't know, but sports watching. But that's the least of my concerns is, like, I have to listen to people talk about these social media people. I don't care. Don't watch it. How about that? Uh, you know, I watch the NFL, right? And, you know, who's the shittiest team in the NFL right now? There's really not a bad team to watch. I mean, I didn't want to watch the Houston Texans. Okay. But my Giants played the Texans. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I don't have to watch it. Yeah. If I, if I buy, you know, Game Pass or Sunday Ticket and there's a game I don't want to watch, all right, I'm not watching that shit. I'm going to watch something else. There's more than enough boxing, but I hate listening to people complain about don't let them fight. They're ruining the sport. Shut the fuck up. Some people watch just to complain. Well, they watch pro wrestling and complain. They watch everything. But a lot of these fights are fairly entertaining. I, again, I like to be entertained. Yes. Sports entertain me. If these dudes get knocked out, it is what it is. They keep saying shit like it's dangerous. Again, when I watch these mismatches, I'm like, you're not, this dude's bouncing 100 punches off of some dude's head who has a bloated record. Yeah. That's not dangerous. And these dudes who can't really throw a proper punch, that's dangerous? Well, they've been punched in the head before. All right. I mean, this is what you want to argue about. All right. Cool. You just you sound like the old grumpy man. Get off my lawn. Yeah, no, I've seen uh, Jared, big baby Jared, Jared Anderson put people to sleep. Wilder coming through, putting people to sleep. Normal ass dudes. Yeah, killing them. Like, gone. Like, that's not, that's not any safer. It's like, it's, like, it's like the NFL. They were like, oh, running quarterbacks are bad for the sport. Now look. Three yeah. black quarterbacks drafted in the first four picks. The game changes. Yep. Catch up or you get left behind. Stop being a Same thing. doofus. And we'll, we'll see that this weekend. By the way, I've never seen a, a, a boring salt poppy fight. No, so, man, man, he fights. Now, granted, he has a fate. He a lot of resistance, but it just shows he's levels ahead of him. I'm still going to watch him. Yeah. What do, we, what do we say about Tank? For years, I, got, I can't wait till he gets punched in the mouth. He just hasn't been hit by anybody yet. As he continues his, his career, he's... He's fighting who they put in front of. He's wiping them out. But there was a time where we looked at the tank. He was like, who's he fighting? Yeah. So Saul Poppy's not fighting anybody. He's like fourth professional fight. I don't give a shit. 
I don't care either. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We'll talk about Jake real quick. He had the presser, Nate Diaz. <laughs> Nate Diaz is left. And take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Mid presser just gets up and take a piss. Uh, it's funny, Mark Ray Mundy is interviewing him right after, like on the side of the stage. And he's like, Hey, how do you feel about the drug testing with this? And Nate's like, I don't care. Like, everyone I fought in my career was on steroids. Like, we're gonna have drug testing, but they'll find a way to cheat. But he's like, No, Nate, um, in Texas, they still test for marijuana. And then he was like, What? <laughs> you had no clue. It's like, you can't have weed in your system. What? And I was like, yeah. Like, he ain't passing this. You got to just move the fight now. Go to, yeah. go to Staples. Go, go to Vegas. Move it. He ain't passing it. You know what's funny about what Nate said, though? Everybody's on steroids. And then, like, the day after that, five people at PFL all failed their drug test. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's right. It's not wrong. PFL was just like, look, we'll put the show on regardless. Show's over now. Like, y'all failed your drug test. Whatever. We're still going to get this show off. Nate ain't wrong, man. Nah, it's People weird. Are, it's a weird sport, man. So, um, he was high as a mofo. High as a giraffe's ass at that press conference, though. And Jake is trying to treat it like a normal boxing presser. Nate's not like, nah. Jake's just like, this guy know what the fuck we're here for? Like, we're trying to sell the fight. Nate don't care. He, he never did. Like, that's how you tell, like, Jake, you haven't watched enough Nick and Nate Diaz at yeah. press conferences. You know, it, it was funny because Jake was like, I don't speak Stockton. And I was like, it's like a language. It is. And it's, it's, it's truly like Chris Avia. They all talk the same. Yep. They have, they have that very slow, like dragging things out, really delayed responses. Yep. It's like the opposite of Boomhauer from King of the Hill. Yeah. But equally as hard to understand. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. But it's just, I just listening to him like, yo, I was 10 minutes into the presser and I was like, yeah, listening to a Nate Diaz presser just makes me feel a little dumb. Like, not even dumb, but it's like, it makes me feel like I caught a contact high yeah. from just listening to the press conference. That's how much weed he smoked. My man said, I don't even know if he's high saying this. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to do this fighting. That's legit. And um, you go back to UFC and get, get, get a tire fight. And I was like, wait, what? I'm like, wait, what are you talking about, Nate? That's it. It didn't matter. And, you know, uh. <laughs> I'm like, L, this is who Nate is. But that that still gets where I'll be on August 9th. I'll be in Texas. Oh, yeah. We Nate, Nate Diaz. If it doesn't move because the man's going to be high. Yeah, man. I, t- I, asked, I asked Jake if I was like, why don't you fight in Vegas? He's like, when I fight for a title. I was like, all right, I guess we're never going to see that. Yeah, one. okay. We're going to be waiting for a while. Um, <laughs> with that, though, we can't completely bury the lead. 
funniest moment of the presser. Two moments. Oh. Jake gets into it. Media member who asked a question. Media Jake. member we both know. Yes. Um, <laughs> as, well, he's asking Nate a question and putting Jake down for not being a Hall of Fame talent. Well, the, the question was, you know, you know, the guy you're fighting is never going to be a Hall of Famer. And, like, you, heard, you saw you could feel Jake, Jake like, the what fuck? the fuck? You're at my press conference. <laughs> What do you think about fighting a guy with no credentials and never be a Hall of Famer? Like, you don't preface a question like that with a guy sitting right there. You ask him for heat. <laughs> and then Jake just went at him. How do you know I'm not going to be a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Now, and then I almost said his name. <laughs> Fuck it. Kendrick said, uh, <laughs> well, what, what you going to do? And, you know, Jake was like, I'm still, you know, I'm still young. And Jake's not wrong. He's still young in the sport, blah, blah, blah. Yes, he doesn't have the pedigree to be a Hall of Famer. Probably not. I think, personally, I think Jake is going to be a better promoter than he is a fighter. True. Nevertheless. De- dependent on what he can get into Hall of Fame for. Sure. But regardless. If Misfits Boxing blows up and it's crazy and KSI is a promoter of that, you can get into Hall of Fame as a promoter. Yeah, it's a WWE Hall of Fame. Who gives a shit? Yeah, they'll but, put his ass in. He sells enough pay-per-views. It doesn't matter his win-loss record. Jake is going to the Hall of Fame. It's just you don't disrespect another fighter when another fighter's right there. No. That's just something you don't it's Unbecoming. Do. Yeah, but you know some people, they just want clicks, so. Then my man then, wanted clicks. And then, yeah, go ahead and tell this one. So, for those who didn't see it. This is how the presser ends. So, oh boy, I forgot his outlet. Better. Be- Jake Paul's Jake Paul is people. Yeah. Stands up. Goes after Nate. To the point of, he's pumping up Jake. And I was like, yo, is this a media question still? No. And Nate is not in on the gag at all. Someone was like, yo, this was like, uh, it was a work. It's, like Jake Paul He's talking his about team. his brother. You don't do that. He completely put down Nate. <laughs> like, yo, don't care about Nate. It's like, yo, what? Yeah, he, uh, he said, why, you know, I've been trying to get on your cards for a long time, Jake. Nate, why don't you get your brother Nick so I could whoop his ass? Yeah. Record scratch. Nate. You know what the fuck you at? Like, why would you? <laughs> But you see all these people around here? That's a, that's a stupid question. You got to go outside after this. And I was like, yo, and then and who asked him that? You scared a little? And he was like, I was a little scared. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to get his ass whooped for yeah. a dumb question. They just choked out somebody like yeah. a week ago. Yeah, he still convinces Logan Paul because he's so high. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's Logan Paul. No, no, that's Logan Paul. It's like, yeah. no. Oh, that's, that's a guy who looks like Logan. No, nah, nah, that's, that's Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. So what do you think he's going to do this dude? My man is threatening to whoop his brother's ass. Like, you don't do that. The press conference went off the rails completely, like four questions. Yeah, yeah, completely off the rails. And this isn't even fight. No, I can't wait. <laughs> it's right. I cannot. People wait. were like, "Oh my god, it makes the jerk, it, look, it makes the media, boxing media, look like idiots." And but it's like, "Oh, you guys just got here." Yeah, I mean, if you if you were watching the press as I was, and I was like, "From what outlet? Who are these people at this press conference?" Because they did it in Texas. Yeah. Now. I can say this now. When they announced the fight, I hit Jake's publicist to find out if he was going to be in town for the Ryan Garcia tank fight. And she was like, no. I was like, really? And she was like, no. I was like, it'd be a good idea to do a press conference out here. She was like, I hear you, but we're doing it somewhere else. I was like, why would you do it anywhere else? Well, I guess Jake's schedule didn't work out or Nate's. One of their schedules didn't work out. And they ended up doing it in Texas. And I was like, ain't nobody in Texas. You the fight's going to be in Texas. You would have been better off. Yeah, but who gives a shit, Fuck, right? Yeah. You could have done that press conference out here. For Haney Lomachenko week. Yep. And got and at least had some boxing writers there. Yo, the the people that were there, and Nate was also right. The, I hate certain things that UFC does in this particular situation was right. He's like, where are the fans? Yep. It could have used some energy for that type of a press conference. If you're gonna invite Spit Bucket Podcast to answer <laughs> and the dude asked like four questions. If you're gonna do that, you might as well just let the fans in. Yeah. It it was we, we call that a jank ass press conference? That's what that was. But I can't wait for fight week. That is boxing. Um, we had Canelo who just fought. We'll touch on that real quick before we go into this weekend's fights. He comes through, handles business against John Ryder, doesn't stop him. No, drops him once, arguably twice during the fight. Beats the hell out of him. Fighter's face looks all fucked up. But Ryder and others after this fight says. Eh, Canelo's on the decline. And his performance, maybe a younger Canelo gets Ryder out of here. Maybe. 
but he was dominant throughout. He decided to make it a slugfest. Gone was the footwork and the head dodging and everything. I think that's more of a conscious effort, more than him slowing down. But I don't think he was ever in real danger with John Ryan. He wasn't. So he put on the fight he wanted to put on, a Mexican-style fight in front of the Mexican home crowd. Amazing entrance. Yeah, yeah, WrestleMania entrance. Yeah. If it wasn't for Bad Bunny's entrance, it would have been the entrance of the week. Yes. And amazing entrance. The crowd was going nuts. It was great to see him at home and, and have that environment. He's earned that. But with John Ryder, like, getting through was the win for Ryder. And I hate that mentality in fights. Because now everyone's treating it like Ryder did something great or Canelo's less than. Kind of like the tank fight against uh, Isaac Cruz. Mm-hmm. It's where Cruz is legit, made a name and went on. And now he's, he's propelled himself by just surviving against Tank. I'm like, yo, that fight wasn't close. Tank had a broken hand and won like nine rounds to three. It was, yeah, eight, four. I think it was most cards. He won. Nine, three, I mean, eight, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it wasn't, he wasn't no danger of losing. No, 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 not at all. Neither was Canelo. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like people expect constant knockouts, constant running through. And Canelo has done that to some of the best in that division. John Ryder was just tough that day. And the most backhanded ass compliment in boxing and combat sports gets thrown around all the time is he has heart mm-hmm. and the commentary team was like stuck on this look at Ryder's heart he's doing so well like he's taking these punches like yeah my man but he's not hurting Canelo he's not hitting him Mm-mm. to the point I forgot who's scoring it for the zone Mannix Mannix was just giving Ryder rounds yeah Mannix was I don't know just hanging around and taking punches yeah I've again worked for the zone I you know I've worked with Mannix and Sergio and you know Ty Grissom when he's on it felt like they were forcing themselves to give Ryder credit, right? 100%. And I just, I was blown away by Manny's in particular um, because it wasn't a close fight. And there's a lot of things you could say, but you can't say it was a close fight. Ryder wasn't doing a lot. Um, and yeah, it was, it was weird listening to the commentary because if you put it on mute, you're like, I gave Ryder the last round. That's the only round I gave John Ryder. I gave Canelo 11 Maybe of 12. Maybe he could have took like a two or Sure, but it was Maybe. a blowout. It was a blowout. There was a point. And he got dropped. Yeah, there was a point that I think Mannix had it like four rounds to two or three rounds to two, something like that. I was like, where? Where? I didn't see that. Um, but here's my thing. Canelo is slowing down. This performance, coupled with the Gennady Golovkin performance and the loss of Bivol, there's one very glaring aspect of Canelo's game that that is alarming. He doesn't throw more than three punches at a time. He doesn't. You're not beating Dimitri Bivol if you don't, if you load up or you, you shoot a jab, throw a right hand, shoot a jab, throw a right hand, load up the right hand, throw a body punch. He doesn't, more, doesn't throw more than three punches at a time. He's not beating David. David that version of Canelo's not beating David Benavidez. Well, David Benavidez throws 12 punches. Exactly. It's, it's a, he's a different beast. Here's, here's the thing. John Ryder lost to Rocky Fielding. Billy Joe Saunders, Callum Smith, he was knocked out by somebody else. Canelo beat those guys. He knocked out Rocky Fielding with a body shot. Uh, he beat up Callum Smith's arm. He broke Billy Joe Saunders' orbital bone. John Ryder shouldn't have made it to the 12th round. John Ryder... Barely made it to the 12th round. No, He I rearranged mean, the man's whole face. He, he broke his nose. He, but the thing is, is that Canelo, there is no relentless offense of Canelo, he's pacing himself. He wasn't tired, he was pacing himself, which wouldn't allow him to be tired. You can't fight that style against Benavidez. Like, right now, if you ask me, Benavidez should be the favorite in that fight. I'm, Canelo's, the other problem is, as, as I said with the Caleb Plant-Benavidez fight, if you don't have the power to keep Benavidez off of you, you're going to be in for a long night. Benavidez is taller, longer, stronger, and younger than Canelo. Canelo's a very old 32. He got, he got some miles on him. He's got a lot of miles on him. He's been in his fair share of wars. Yeah. Those Golovkin fights were a lot. Win or lose, they took a lot out of him. 100%. He, he's not the same fighter. And I was, I was very unimpressed with the Ryder But he's a year removed from sweeping a hey. super middleweight division. Champion, champion, champion. Swept. Yeah. Give me those. And Roy Jones was less than a year removed from beating John Ruiz. He got knocked out by Antonio Tarver. Yeah, he went up. John Ruiz is different. But... but, but so did Canelo. 
Canelo went to light heavyweight. He didn't make as large of a jump. But when it changes, when Father Time sets in and says, you know what? I'm done with that shit. I'm going to take it away. Lord give us, Lord take it away. Canelo, he's been on, it hasn't been like a steep decline. But I've, I've, I said this, I think, heading into the third Golovkin fight. Canelo just doesn't throw enough punches. He beat a 40-year-old Golovkin, and he still didn't throw a lot of punches. He lost to Bivol because he got outworked. He was losing to Kovalev until he knocked him out. Now, if he's looking for the perfect shot, which it felt like he was doing a lot against Ryder, and it doesn't come, well, what's he going to do? Yeah. He's not going to outwork you. So if Benavidez, Bivol are two... He should stay far away from Bivol. Like, if I'm his team, I ain't taking that fight. Him and Artur Bitterbeev kind of have a similar plotting style. Bitterbeev is way harder. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different universe. The knockout is coming. Yeah. That's, that's what Bitterbeev knows, yeah. is that there is no, for him, there is no what if. He has a 100% knockout rate. Yeah, so it's, it's Canelo. As, Canelo doesn't want to fight Bivol at 68, and I totally understand that. He wants to go back to 75, but if I'm his As team... he should. He's the A, a side. But, it, but if I'm Bivol, I don't want to fight you again. I have no interest. There's nothing for me fighting you again. I busted your ass last fight. Yeah, then he misses out on a huge payday. That's cool. He's rushing. He don't care. He wants them belts. Like, he's more interested in fighting better BF than he is fighting Canelo. Can't eat belts. Nah, South to Floyd. Just, you know... <laughs> he, but he's not obsessed with it, right? Yeah. Canelo, is, his, his quest and his hunger for greatness is going to do him in. So what's going to end up happening is... Bivol's not going to acquiesce. He wants to fight at 68. Canelo's not going to do it. because He's a gamer. He's like, yo, I got to beat you at the weight you were at because I know I can beat you. In his heart of hearts, he believes it. Bivol's just technically superior than Canelo at this point in time in his career. Yeah. He's just a better fighter. The size isn't even that much of a difference because, again, Canelo was like landing four punches around. You can't beat a good fighter like that. No. So what's going to end up happening is either Canelo will fight Benavidez or he'll fight Charlo. And I figure he's going to end up fighting Benavidez. He's going to fight neither. Who do you think he's going to fight then? He's going to fight Edgar Malonga. I don't, I don't think they're going to cash him out that quick. Yep. Um, Eddie's going to keep all the money in house. He's not going to co-promote wait, 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 with wait. Showtime. Canelo's still in that three-fight deal. I was about deal. to say, he's got, a, he's got one, one more fight. One more him. fight in that DAZN deal. He's going to get Edgar Belonga. He's going to get Edgar Belonga. He's not going to, mm. Eddie is not going to co-promote. Yeah, that you're fight right. and split it. That sucks. Berlanga's going to fight June 24th. He's going to be the backup for September for Canelo. That sucks. Because I mean, if Canelo goes off and loses to a Benavidez, yeah, well, he's not coming loses back. to a Charlo. When he comes back, what is that Berlanga fight? It's a little less then. Yeah. So now hmm. you, you pull the trigger on Canelo versus Berlanga. But Canelo ain't going to want that fight. Canelo's in it. He's in the contract. Yeah, but he's not going to. He's. Canelo, there's nothing Berlanga has that Canelo wants. Nothing. They're gonna be, there's going to be an impasse. It's good, this is going to be the Golden Boy situation again. It's going to be tough. That's why you don't sign a three-fight deal when you're a free agent. He, you, but you signed it because you thought. I'm gonna you be, thought you were yeah. going to get Dimitri. So the thing but is. Dimitri tell you kick rocks. So Eddie's, he, Canelo's going to back Eddie into a corner. Because Eddie's going to offer him Berlanga. He's going to say, I don't want that fight. He has nothing <laughs> for me. There's absolutely nothing but Berlanga can offer me. He's going to say Mexican-Puerto Rican rivalry. He don't you can care. fight him as a square card. We know the Canelo rules. You got a belt. Yep. If you ain't got one, I ain't fighting you. He is, has no, unless you're my mandatory, I have no interest in fighting you. So Eddie's going to have to go to Bivol and tell him to make the fight at 75. So what, what may end up happening is he throws enough money that somebody else gets in Bivol's ears like, just fucking take the fight. There's another option. It's a tougher option. Ooh. But WBC loves Canelo. Canelo could vacate all belts at 68. Mm. At least the WBC. You could vacate and move up and force mandatory contendership, which takes you out of Bivol, but puts you into better BF. And you can take that. It could, be, it could be handed down. You won't fight in September. It'll take a second. But you can force the purse bid there between you and top rank or top rank got to play ball. That's tough. You can force better BF to fight because Canelo has every belt underneath. As soon as you vacate, you are number one contender. It's mandatory. Yeah, all, all these and that put, shit goes to purse bid. All these are put Canelo in a tough spot. And you don't want a Canelo purse bid because no. what are you bidding? Yeah. 40 but mil? All these things put Canelo in a tough spot. Like Canelo's not, he, in his mind, he's in the driver's seat. But if Bivol doesn't accept his terms, he's in a tough, like fighting better be ever at 75 ain't necessarily a good look. 
You can fight better Biev if you think you're going to win. Take those belts and now he, you corner Bavol. Well, because you have the one thing that he's after. He thinks he can win. And I'm not. I'll, again, take, I'll take my chances with the plotting 40 year old. Yeah, I mean, you could take it again. I'm That's not, a monster power output. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm applauding Canelo's quest to be great because Canelo could just fight mandatories and clean. He could go fight Berlanga and make a lot of money. Could. That's not who Canelo is. And to his credit. Oh, I forgot one matchup. Ooh. I'm stupid. He could fight, uh, not Jay Leon Love, but what's his face at at uh, Cruiser? Ooh. Or Light Heavy. Who, Badu Jack? Badu Jack. No, yeah. it's a Cruiser. He can fight, fight Badu Jack. He ain't probably. He ain't. What? Why not? That's the belt he was supposed to fight. Yeah. He was mandatory for that belt. I don't And I, I don't, think he could beat a Badu Jack. Yeah, he can. But so. <sighs> And that makes him the most decorated Mexican champion through yeah. six divisions. I don't. It's going to take a lot of convincing, man. It, it's going to take a lot to get Canelo That's, off of this Bivol fight. I think he's still mandatory for that belt. <laughs> I don't think it I changed. Don't I don't know who it is. But anyway, it's the WBC title. WBC does whatever the fuck Canelo wants. He can go up and fight Badu Jack. If you're Canelo's advisor, you, if I don't get Bivol, I get Badu Jack, and I figure. Yeah, I don't even know if he wants Badu Jack. I don't. I don't know how interested he is in that. Like. For the title. I know, but what just talking you, what's his face, his name from Africa. Talking to Canelo last week, you just get like he wouldn't even entertain Benavidez or anybody. He was just like, No, I have to fight Bivol. Yeah, he is very singularly fighting. like he's I have to because he has to avenge that loss. Because it's not like losing to Floyd. You were young, Floyd was aging out, no. you're never gonna get that fight back. No. That you're... one's in arm's reach. And he's just got to figure out the terms of the fight. And Bivol was like, I want to fight you at 68. That's not happening. It's not because Canelo doesn't want an excuse. Yeah. And it's funny. Bavall beats him at 68, probably. Yeah, the guy's still bigger. He holds all the same I mean, advantages. He has the same skills. Yes. Like, the skills aren't going to change. No. Bavall, it's not like you're going to suck him down because it's not power that did you win, Canelo. No. It's skill. If, I don't know. It sucks because Benavides is the guy who's sitting there, and he's just like, fuck. He's looking at Canelo right now. I can beat him. But And he's the interim champion. Yeah, but it's Canelo rules. You got to play by those rules. Uh, WBC ain't mad dating shit when it comes to Canelo. But I still think a Benavidez Canelo fight is huge. They mandated Morel, yeah, who's WBO <laughs> interim champ. I mean, like, how do you mandate a different promotions champion? I mean, bro, they'll protect Canelo to no end. Mauricio Suleiman yes. was at the fucking John Ryder fight, and uh, what was the fight? The Julio Cesar Martinez fight, the yep. knockdown, and they cha- they over they overruled it, and it wasn't because of the. Uh, an official's review. It's because of Suleiman's review. What? <laughs> That's never happened before. The commissioner, like, it, it, like the sanctioning body, the president of the sanctioning body can overturn a knockdown? It's the goofiest shit i ever seen. Weird as fuck. That's Mauricio Suleiman. I've had dinner with the man. He gave me a lot of tequila. Yeah. He's a great, he's he's a great a, guy. Great guy. Yeah, he spends a lot of money. But, but the man has favorites. Oh, yes. And he wields those his power to help those favorites. Yeah. Uh, Charlo hasn't fought or been stripped going. It's two years and two months. He's still talking shit. He was just on IG live talking shit. That was Jamel. Oh, wait, that was Jamel. Jamel wanted Jamal. to jump two divisions to fight Canelo. Yeah. Come on, man. I don't know where Jamal is. Jamal don't know where Jamal is at. I, I don't know what these Charlo brothers. I have so much appeal and they're just not. That fighting. brings me to this weekend's fight. John Beck. Oh boy. Kazakhstan holds the only other title currently. At 160 pounds, because uh, we'll figure out the WBO here shortly. Because Danny Garcia is going to fight Ersland Lara at 155 pounds for the 160 pound I don't, WBO I don't know what the fuck is I, I don't know, but they will have a champion there. John Beck is one champion, and then Charlo is still the other champion, just sitting on a belt. Not even sure he has mandatory. Just chilling. And at this point, and then there's a vacant like I, IBF. Um, John and Beck should probably figure out a way to go get the other one so he has two belts and then can kind of force the issue. But outside of that, there's no reason why Charlo shouldn't fight him because Charlo just needs to fight someone. There, there's no one to wait for to have a big pay-per-view match right now. Unless Danny wins... That title, and you can fight Danny, but you're not going to do a catch weight against Danny because you're damn near 168 pounder now. Yeah. 
So you're not doing what Lara's doing for him. So you really got to fight 160 against a guy who's 147, which I guess you'll sell a little bit. But that I don't know the appeal of that. I don't know what he's waiting for. Um, shout out to someone on Twitter. I don't know if this is right, and I haven't had time to like sit down and confirm this. But they said um, Jamal just won a long custody battle for the custody of his children. He had some personal issues that kept. Yeah, so um, he was fighting for the right to have full custody of his children. I think he just won that. So congrats. Being a dad comes first. That I understand. Yes, I don't give a fuck about the boxing ring. If you had to do whatever you got to do to see your kids, have at it. But I would like to see you get back to work now. Congrats. You got your babies. I'm so happy for you. Let's get back to business. Yeah, get your ass in the ring. That's it. It's time to get back to business. You're supposed to fight Juneteenth, I believe. I haven't heard yeah, shit about that. Nothing. Nothing at all. And we're almost at Juneteenth, so that ain't happening. No. Um, Jamel doesn't seem to be healthy yet. Tim Zoo's taking a whole nother fight. Yeah. Yeah. Ocampo? Think so. Yeah. Ocampo, July. Another person he's, he's going to beat the shit out of and call out. Jermaine. Could be easier, though. I mean, he's not taking, like, the easiest fight. No, like, but he's... Tim Zhu's a problem. Tim Zhu is a problem. He's and a, the more he fights, the better he gets. The harder it's going to be for Charlo yeah. when they do fight. Because it's like you taking all this time off and Tim Zhu's staying busy. Yeah. So it's not like he's just training and then he takes a little time off. He gets back in the gym Jermaine and fights. vacate. Yeah, it's like, fight. now I got to fight this guy who's going to be on my ass all night. It, it, high pressure fighter, high volume. Like you don't want to just come off the bench and have to deal nah. with that. So I don't know what the Charlo brothers are doing. But Janabek, I mean, I watch, but you know, it's gonna run through somebody. Yeah, it's, it's Janabek is he's good. Yeah, he's good. Very sound, very strong. These Kazakh fighters. Uh, just, I just want to know how good he is. Well, we haven't figured that out yet. We're trying to figure that. Yeah, out. Yeah, and he's at the point where the sanctioning bodies are not doing him any favor. Gennady was like that for a long time, too. It took a while for Gennady to collect all those belts. People wouldn't fight him. No. And he was just the boogeyman over division. He finally got the fights, and then um, he ended up with, like, three belts, and then Canelo fight, and then ended up losing that one where people believe he won. Yes. So I, I just want to see how good Janet Bick is. So he'll put on another performance. should get a KO this weekend, and that should be fun in that one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Rolly Romero here in Vegas Saturday night. We'll both be at that fight. I'll be watching the Janet Bick fight on my laptop. Um, Rolly now is in contention for a major title. Somehow he's, I mean, he went. Was well, original opponent, popped for. Well, Puelo popped for everything. Yeah, every, like he had more estrogen in his body than someone trying to get pregnant. And I saw Albert Barroso, who is uh, 40 years old. Allegedly. We don't know. He's old. I've seen his face. He's old. My man's ain't 40. I, Dre, I'm, I'm what, I turned 35. I, you, I've seen you at 40. Yeah. This man ain't 40. Uh, you cut your beard right now and there's no grays? Yeah. You don't look 40. No. This man look 40. That's what I'm saying. Like, shout out to Ryan McKinnon. I went to oh my God. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy with uh, Big Mac uh, <laughs> from Sirius Radio. And, uh, I was like, yo, I'm 10 minutes late. Go get the ticket. He went, pulled up, got his ticket. The guy was like, sir, uh, would you like this, your senior ticket now? Just like, what the fuck? 
Like, yes, I would. <laughs> he made five dollars for a senior citizen ticket. Yo. He was distraught. It's like, how the fuck do I look fifty five? There's a lot of grays in that beard, but you know, like, so again. But man, also is old. 40. Yeah. But also is old. And he got he, he's been wiped out before. Roly Romero. And Roly, I saw the Roly this week. He's like, you know, he's a tougher opponent than Puello. You're a liar. No. But that's fair. You want to sell the fight, so be it. It's at the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan. Nice venue. We'll be there. Go get that belt. Yeah. Because big fights follow yeah. when you have that belt. Well, we all know the deal. Like, it's crazy. Roly Romero loses Javante Davis. Yep. And he finds himself in the title fight for the full title, for the full WBA title. It's like, whatever. Okay, fine. If you get the title, because Roly Romero can sell some fights with his mouth. Mayweather team is working wonders, right? Right. <laughs> but... You get you get this title, which we fully expected to do. I figure by stoppage. Yep. But also his punch resistance isn't there anymore. Hundred percent. And now you look around. Josh Taylor, Tiafimo Lopez, winner. That could happen. Regis Progray, if you want to go on the other side, which probably won't happen. The zone and PBC don't work well together. But um, you you're in a, a nice you're you're um, Ryan Garcia if he decides to wiggle out of the Golden Boy shit. That's a good yeah, fight. Like there's opportunity there. Uh, a lot of us would think maybe Roly can prove us wrong, that you're just kind of holding the belt to give it to somebody. Yeah. Ryan versus Roly at 140 is a very fun fight I, and a pay-per-view fight. They should do that. They should absolutely do that. ASAP. If, it's a pay-per-view fight. Depending, That's yeah, perfect pay-per-view. Depending on how Roly looks in this fight and Ryan, as, as he moves up, you want to sell some tickets, you want to get Ryan back on the horse with a, 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 a marketable opponent, do a fight with Roly Merrill. Then on top of that, you can talk shit to Javante even though nobody's going to listen, they would, yo, you got knocked out. But it is what it is. If you beat Roly, if you knock out Roly at 140, you can say, I was always supposed to be it this way, blah, blah, blah. I still say one of the champions got to fight Adrian Broner. Well, yeah, somebody's got to beat his ass. It's such an easy B-side to, like, get good momentum. It's so unbelievable. Like, that, like, he ditched the press conference out here. And then they did the one in Miami today. And when they sent the press release and I looked at, like, the flyer, I was like, who's... Like Louisiana backwoods alley night Photoshop on a fucking Windows ninety five. Who did this? <laughs> Windows ninety five. This shit looks horrible. Who did that shit on the big back Apple computers? Yeah, this with man, the, like, like the blue on the back. Bro, he looked. Remember, Broner was supposed to be the guy. Yeah, and now he's reduced to this. Man signed to BLK Prime. Never had a fight. Yeah, well, now yeah. he's with Don King. Now all BLK Prime does is promote a Suge Knight documentary. Ten part Suge Knight documentary. I was like, who the fuck wants to watch this? We ain't got no fights, so you about to watch Suge Knight for ten parts. Ten. Ten. It came and went. And Terrence has, Crawford took the bag. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he took the company. Rick. He should just gave him BLK <laughs> Prime. <laughs> Owned by Terrence Bud Crawford. Might as well. Jesus. Uh, other fight, last fight this weekend. KSI. Fournier. Misfits Boxing. Um, saw Poppy on the card. As well, uh, KSI's brother on the card. Deji versus Swarms. Deji versus Swarms. Deji shouldn't win this fight. Deji should have won his last fight I mean, before Mayweather. But if he does, now he's cooking. I mean, you know, Swarms has only had two fights. He, yeah. The first fight, he got beat up by KSI. And the second fight, he won by, like, a stoppage. Yeah, I thought he looked good in the second fight. He did. And, you know, he's, he says he's getting better. You only know if you get in the ring. Deji's not horrible, but, you know, we'll see. You go from getting your ass kicked by the older brother and have to fight the younger brother, it's kind of a weird thing for you. Anthony Taylor going to catch ass woman by Saul Poppy. It'll be, if Saul Poppy can get Anthony Taylor out of here, we got to... Anthony Taylor's tough. Yeah, Anthony Taylor's got a chin, he's tough as nails. He going to stop him. If he stops him, and Tommy Fury couldn't stop him? Stop him one. Now we're cooking, like, Tommy... (laughs) Tommy Fury's in his weird spot right now. Because he's not a real boxer. He just beat like a social yeah. media guy and he's like looking around. But he's the king of the social media guy. Right. But at the same time, it's like you can't call them out. You have to wait for them to call you out. Because you look yeah. like a fool working backwards. But you'll accept the bag if they offer it. Every time I'm with top ranked people, I'm like, yo, understand you're building Nico to be credible. Gotta let him fight one of these influencer kids. <laughs> like if you think, like, just let him put the pause on somebody. Let him do it real quick. Come back. Yeah. Loan him out. Give it a shot. Because he'll beat the shit out of somebody. Like, tell me Nico versus Swarms won't. So, like, why not? Let him go over there real quick. Like, why maybe not? he can't get the KSI fight right. Who knows? I don't know. KSI might want to fight somebody with the name Ali. he get fucked up. <laughs> but <laughs> I think Nico's sweet in these streets. But, like, I think that's, like, the detour Nico should take. But, yeah, like, yeah. you're looking at this, like, there's a clear lane for it. KSI wins. 
that Tommy Fury fight is interesting. Tommy's big as hell. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I that case is a little crazy. He, he might do it to try to upstage. Yeah, Jake. and it's funny because they'll both lose and be like, "All right, well, I guess we'll fight each other." Yeah, the money there. The money is there. That's to them. What is wins and losses? Because these kids are going to ride with you anyway. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of boxing, wins and losses don't matter. No, unless once you have your once you have your fan base, you're locked in. Yeah. People aren't really going to jump ship. Maybe they'll show up again to watch you lose, but they ain't going to jump ship. People aren't going to no. stop watching Ryan Garcia. No, they they're, they're going to show up. I mean, you know, even Oscar De La Hoya when he fought Stevie Forbes, and he looked like trash. Like people were still interested in Oscar De La Hoya when he fought Manny Pacquiao and got the brakes beat off him yeah. and they retired. Like when you're popular, there's still juice, and you're still a name that somebody wants to put on their resume. I saw people show up for Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Yeah, trash. to the point where he landed a Canelo fight. Yeah, after he was already trash. I think it's the only Mexican Canelo's fought in the last decade. Probably beat the brakes off. Well, yeah, Julio Cesar Chavez ducked his head in shame. It's one of the best gifts. <laughs> he just denounced his son that night. No, his son is that's I don't know how you like your son is trash. You keep showing up to his fights, and it's like you know he's you trash. Support the son, right? I don't know. <laughs> You're lying. I don't know. At a certain <laughs> point, be like I can't, man. Like you know who I am. You know who you are. And we both know you're not dedicated to this craft that I've made popular for this family name. Dre, we ain't letting our kids box. But for any reason, one of our kids boxed and was decent and then got mollywobbed. We just got to keep showing up to their fights. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe if I got... stop showing up, he'll stop fighting. <laughs> yeah. My dad don't support me. That means get out. Get out. That's the end of it. But your dad won't even watch you yeah, fight. I, sorry, son. I can't be watching you get your ass whooped every week. Your son turns out to be an influencer boxer. My son is very skinny. It's a wrap for I don't know what, Max. Yeah, like, Cash just wants to pitch, come in here and do podcasts every day. That's good. That's it. Yeah. Man's 90 pounds soaking wet. So I, I'm not sure he's going to be a professional fighter. <laughs> he just stay on the mound, no damage. It's fine. But, yeah, if I had a kid who, like, fought, I'd give him three ass whoops. Yeah. After three ass whoopings, we got to we got, I'm, no, I'm, We're going to broadcast. Yeah, and that was the family business. <laughs> like now, yep. now you're going into media. We, we figure this out. Yep. Teach them social media tricks and shit. You you out of here. So it, it's going to be a nice little week in boxing. Next week it really picks up because we have Devin Haney versus Lomachenko. A nice little card under it for a pay per view. So that's going to take over this week in Vegas in terms of combat sports because really it's EDC weekend. Be a lot going oh, on. What? We're killing it next week. We're in the club. No, it was worth a try. Yeah, I don't know why the, you try. The line, the lineup is really good EDM wise. Nah, it's all right. It's not some stuff I would put. Tiesto, Tiesto, mm. pretty dope. Dead Mouse is here. Yeah, Fight night? No, he's the official after party. I know, but very particular. <laughs> My electronic dance music. There's only certain acts that I. Really? Dead Mouse isn't on those acts? Uh, no, I like, like, Snake Hips and Snake Hips. Like, it's got to be something like that. We're going to get you out. We're going we gonna to check this lineup, try to get the old man out uh, into the streets after the fight. It's a whole different type of loitering. It's not urban. No, it's not urban. It's rolling loitering. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're we going we gonna to watch. I've done it before. Maybe we just chill in the – it's at the MGM. Maybe we chill in the lobby. We have our post-fight. Whiskey. That, that is true. That is true. There may be some. It's not like, like it's at T-Mobile. Right, you always mix. run after the fight's over. Like you, you be out of there like dumb early. No, I'm good money now. All right, we'll see. You know the problem is you think so. You're always going to the post fight presser. Yeah. I no longer have to go to yeah, those. I got so like now there's a, a buffer in time. So you're like, yo, where you at? Like yo, you stayed at the presser for two hours. Who took two hours to show up? Forgot who that Canelo. was. Canelo. Canelo. I was like, no, fam, I'm gone. It was. You were there for two hours. This one I might stay because it's we, top. I mean, we all going to be there. Yeah, it's top, right? I might as well stay. Coppage will be here, right? Yeah, Coppage will yeah. be here. You know? No, we'll, we'll go to the whiskey bar after. Yeah. We'll check out the loitering. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's a cop's crowd right there. You know, listen, I ain't putting <laughs> cop's business out in the streets. But cop's never met a club cop ain't like. So. Oh, I knew shit. We haven't been in the club. <laughs> yeah. before. So we might, we might have to figure that out. Top rank might have a little table or something. The top rank got a table. You brought me to the zone table. I did. You got to come with me to the top rank table. That was nuts. Yeah. All right. Boom. Talked him into it. 
It is going to be a fun week in boxing coming up. So we appreciate y'all. Check out our pro wrestling episode that dropped earlier in the week. Still have MMA to come later on in the week as well. In the meantime, follow us on all our social media platforms. We'll keep it short and sweet. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Iron Studios, Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. For myself, the old man, we're out. Peace.